Welcome to the Liberty Mob Show. We're part of the Loving Liberty Network, and we love um, being able to talk about all things important to moms and dads who are wanting to protect their their children. And Liberty Moms are the real defenders of the home front. They're the real secretaries of defense when it comes to their children, their families, and their communities. And uh, I'm Chris Kimball. I'm hosting today, and I have a very special guest with me this more or this today. Um, Carola is joining me. She has had um, a horrible experience because um, she has had she's come across where um, these uh, suggestions that have been made by the public health department has escalated into. Um, what is supposed to be um, now a criminal offense. And so it's a very um, telling story about where our nation is right now and where the state of Utah is, because it's, um, it's crazy to think that this could even happen. But, and, and thinking that a year ago at this time, this would have been the furthest thing on anybody's mind that, that somebody could be arrested for, um, uh, a health code violation that isn't law. And uh, and so I want to bring my guest on. Her name is Carola. And um, we're not giving out her full um, name because of um, legalities that are pending. But Carola, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me on. And, and thank you for standing up for liberty. You are the essence of a liberty mom, and you're not only your liberty mom, but you're a liberty grandma. You've got grandkids that, um, that and, and I want to stress that because Carola is not a threat to anybody. She is somebody that is very law-abiding and someone who has studied the Constitution. I've been in Constitution study groups with her, so I know that she's learned about principles of liberty, and uh, she had a very... Um, horrible experience that happened to her just recently. Would you mind sharing with our audience what, what happened to you, Carola? Yes. Um, I went into my doctor's office and I had an appointment uh, that was, I was actually late, but they told me they would fit me in a little bit later that I could just wait there. And I let them know that the reason why I didn't need to wear my mask was because well, first of all, I had I had donated my blood and, and I had positive antibodies and I have since gone and donated blood again because they want my, my plasma. So um, they um, they said, Well, we can we can fit you in, you just need to wait for a while. And I, I think they did mention that I needed to wear the mask, but I told them that um, I didn't feel I didn't see that it was something I had to do. And so I went out into the waiting area for a while while I was waiting for them to fit me in to see the doctor. 
And there was a security guard who showed up and told me that I needed to wear this mask or I'd have to go out. And I tried to talk to the security guard for a while and he said, well, I'm just going to call the police on you then. And I thought that this wouldn't really happen. I thought, this can't be. They can't really. And I said, don't the police have other more important matters to take care of than something like this? But I, so I was very surprised when the police end up showing up. And um, not one of them would sit down or talk with me about anything. They just came right up to me, grabbed me by my arms, and uh, put the handcuffs on. Oh, my goodness. Are you serious? They handcuffed you? <laughs> I couldn't believe what was happening. They put handcuffs on me. I really didn't feel that was necessary at all. Well, um, I, I doubt that it was. Did they... Um, the, the thing that is really troubling is the fact that you've already... You've got the antibodies, which means you've been exposed to coronavirus, and you're you're actually helping the community by donating your blood to help others as they heal. And so you you aren't someone who can pass COVID because you've had COVID, and you can't get COVID because you've had COVID. That's right. And uh, and so they're just trying to enforce a health ordinance that doesn't apply to you because you're out of the window of what the health ordinance is supposed to be restricting. That's right. And looking back on the incident, I don't remember anyone, any of the nurses coming out to tell me that they were going to call the police or call anyone on me, that all of a sudden they were just there. <laughs> the security guard showed up and then he, he called. Right. Um, did anyone else, um, was there anyone else in the, in the waiting room area? I think there, there, had, there was one woman in there, but she had gone back in. And so I was all alone in the waiting room area. There so you're, you're, not even, you're not even within six feet of another human, right? No, I wasn't. Okay, and see, and that's the whole thing that makes this so crazy is because it's, if you can't be restricted from somebody within six feet, if you can't be um, further away than six feet, then they want you to wear a mask. It's not both. And if you read the ordinances, that's how it reads. That's right. It re does read wear that. Wear a mask if you're within six feet of somebody. Yes, it does. So you weren't even around anyone to, um, in theory, expose anybody to something that you don't even have. That's right. It's just crazy. So the police show up, and uh, what what are they charging you with? What what I mean, because the the police can't do anything about a health ordinance, and and hopefully that our I, I I know most of our law enforcement understand health ordinances are not criminal violations. Um, yeah. And so, what were they charging you with? They were charging me with uh, criminal trespass. So they were. Claiming you were trespassing in a doctor's office that actually knew and were expecting you to show up. Right. Sound like trespassing. <laughs> I know. It doesn't sound like trespassing at all. Um, the hard thing was I tried to, they wouldn't listen to me. I couldn't talk to them. So I wouldn't consider them to be peace officers at all. They were just 
officers, policemen who were um, following enforcing policy. Did you um, attempt to explain to them the situation from your perspective that you have had COVID, that there's nobody even in this waiting room that you could possibly expose? Yes, I did attempt to explain something to them, but they had no, they didn't want to listen. They had, well, the officer said to me, um, it doesn't matter what you have to say. So they weren't, they, they didn't care anything about what you had to say at that point. Were you escort, did you have to go with them to the police department, to the police station, or what, what ended up happening? They escorted me out of the building, and they had a police car there, which they put me into, and then they took my handcuffs off. And I felt like, well, what I did say to them was that I felt like you were just making an example out of me for everyone else to see so that others will be afraid of this too. So that they don't want this kind of thing happening that I was being, I felt like I was being made an example out of. And you very well could be right because there's no um, logic to your whole situation. There's none at all. You were, they knew you were coming into the office. You had explained to them that you had antibodies that you didn't need to wear a mask. So, uh, Corolla, as you um, move forward, um, are you looking um, to take legal action on this? Yes, I am looking to take legal action. Well, you're definitely um, a Liberty mom and somebody that um, we, I, I thank you because uh, your courage to stand up against these unlawful mandates and your courage to face the fire. I mean, you stuck to your you stuck to your constitutional rights. And um, so I appreciate you coming on the show today, Corolla. I wish you the best of luck as you go forward and that you are able to get good legal counsel because I, I think this is something that can totally be um, overturned in a court. Well, we're looking forward to making some positive steps forward here and hopefully this is not just about me. I don't want to just be, I'm not looking out for myself, but I'm thinking about all those who might be in a situation like me too. Exactly. It will be very, very important. Thank you, Corolla. Thank you again for coming on and sharing your story and for being such a Liberty mom. why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. 
Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball hosting today. And wow, we have, uh, we're wrapping up 2020. We've had the holidays and I hope you had an amazing Christmas holiday with your family and, and that you didn't let anyone stop you from being with those that you love. I mean, there's nothing more important this time of year than being with your family to, to, uh, you know, it even strengthens your immune system when you can be surrounded by those that you love and hugging and showing love and affection actually increases the immune system. And that's the whole key to staying healthy, not only during 2020, but throughout your whole life is taking care of the immune system and making sure that you're getting plenty of sleep, that you're um, keeping stress levels down. And that would mean turning off the TV and only listening to good television, or turning off the TV, but only listening to good programs like the Liberty Mom Show. That would be good programming. And, um, and to also be taking in good nutrish, nutritious foods that are organic and not exposed to chemicals. And so even if you just did those simple basic things and cut out sugar, if you will cut out processed refined sugar, you will increase your immune system and your body's ability to heal. So if it gets um, uh, infected with some sort of viral or bacterial infection of some sort, your body can handle it. Your body will be able, will be equipped and ready to handle it. 
And those are the messages that we should be hearing from our government leaders. They should be sharing what makes us healthy instead of trying to scare us with numbers. That's all they do. It's just this number game of throwing out big numbers and, and taking things out of context and, and putting it into the media. I, I subscribe to the Tribune right now, and every day it's amazing how they try to twist and turn and, and try to just scare you into believing that this virus is horrible. And granted, any time you get sick is not pleasant. And any, you know, numerous people can be ill at times and develop uh, secondary infections such as pneumonia. That's, that's always existed. And so this new phenomenon of uh, the virus, when we know that the success rate or the, let's say the recovery rate, which is a success when you overcome your um, whatever imbalance is attacking your body. But when you overcome that, for the China virus, we're looking at like 99.4%. There's no need to be fearful of that. And so um, we're coming to the end of 2020, which many of you are more than ecstatic, <laughs> myself included, to, to put behind us. But we do need to know that 2020 um, was a year that we really got a clear picture of who our elected officials are and what their best interests are. And even in the state of Utah, we had them buy into a model that came out early in February and March, this model of, you know, breaking, you know, we've got to bend the curve. We have to, we have to shut down. We have to never in the history of this nation. Have we ever done that? We've never had government step in to impede um, business to impede on our private property and in, in order to slow what they thought they could do was a virus. And we've seen that that just did not um, happen, which we, those of us that can logically think would knew that wouldn't happen. And so um, it's sad to think that even in the state of Utah, we have people that ignored the constitution uh, people that belong to um, they belong to a Christian faith. Many of them, the predominant faith here in Utah, which is the LDS faith, and they just turned their back on the Constitution, which the Doctrine and Covenants, which they have Scripture that tells them that that document came from God, that He raised men up to give us that document so that we could have our own self reliance and our own self-accountability and we had that totally stripped so many of our rights were stripped away in 2020 and so as we move into 21 uh, we are hoping that um, more and more people will wake up to what has happened and will start to stand up our first guest in the first segment uh, Carola is one of those who was willing to stand up and call out the um, the ridiculous the, the how ridiculous it is for someone who is standing in, who's in a sitting room with no one around her. There's no one for her to even talk to um, that's six feet from her. And she still ends up being arrested simply because she had a mask that she didn't need to wear. And, um, and it's over a health ordinance, not even a criminal 
although they're attaching a criminal offense to it, but um, I'm, I'm uh, praying and hoping and um, relying on the Constitution to help her with that, to get her out of that um, through, the, through the judiciary process. But um, as we move forward, we've got 2021 is very, very close, and January 6th is looming. And um, if you don't know what January 6th means, um, you may be hiding under a rock. But January 6th is the day that we will actually find out who most likely is the presidential elect. Okay. A lot of people think, thought it happened on December 19th. And you probably saw that in the media. In fact, one of the candidates, Joe Biden himself, was calling himself the presidential elect. But what's interesting is if you were to visit the, um, the Elector College website, it doesn't declare a winner. It says it's, it's to be announced. They don't have a winner because the electors haven't even been voted on. And so that's going to happen on January 6th. And uh, Mike Pence, who is the vice president and the president of the Senate, will be the one that will read those electors. Now, the fact that electors voted on December 19th, does that mean those exact same elector votes, are they going to count when they open up the, the ballots on January 6th? That's, that's the big question. We, we know if you have been listening to anything other than mainstream media, then you're very well aware that we have experienced voter fraud in this particular election cycle. And uh, I don't think it's just this election cycle. I, I know of fraud that's happened in previous election cycles, but not at this level. This has been a, a huge, as President Trump would say, a huge <laughs> um, uh, fraud that's happened to our election process. And I can speak to it because I actually went down to Las Vegas after the election and gathered evidence of voter fraud by actually driving to the addresses that voters claim to live at. And we saw, at, with the people that we talked to at the door, we saw 60% to 90% voter fraud when we went down right after the election to start gathering affidavits. And so I have personally filled out affidavits. I have personally um, stated that what I saw and witnessed was truth and that I could be called up in a court of law or uh, to testify or end up in jail if, if what I said was not true. And so this was very, very serious. These affidavits are very serious. And uh, people don't fill them out just because they um, are on a whim or anything like that. It's because they have actually experienced its firsthand witness. And so I can personally testify to that, the, that there was fraud, um, at least in the state of Nevada. And so we're going to take a, a short break. We're going to be back talking more about the Electoral College here on the Liberty Mom Show.
Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball hosting today. We are looking forward to 2021, and uh, we've had our presidential electors here in Utah uh, cast their votes back on December 19th, and uh, they're waiting to be counted on January 6th. And that is when, uh, supposedly, that would be when we really have an official presidential elect and a vice presidential elect candidate. Now, I actually had the opportunity, which was a uh, an honor to be the presidential elector from Utah in the year of 2016. And that was a very interesting year because that was the first time that um, Trump had run for president where he became the presidential, the Republican nominee. And uh, it was an interesting experience because there was a lot of pushback trying to stop Trump from becoming the president. And so when the, the, the liberal left and the Democrats keep talking about, oh, Trump is undermining the dem- democracy, which we don't have a democracy, but Trump's undermining the democratic process. That is such hooey. You could not believe what the Democrats tried to do in 2016 to stop Trump from being the presidential elect candidate. Okay, so even before the inauguration, there were things going on. In fact, what they did is they doxed all the elector, the Republican elector candidates. Okay, so they doxed our information and they passed it out to different organizations across the United States. Now, normally, most people right, don't even really know what the presidential electors are doing. They don't even understand the process, which is sad, but it is the state of where we are now. We're getting a crash course in civics, which is great during this process because um, many people are taking the time to read the Constitution. They're actually digging out Article 2, Section 1, which describes this whole process. But uh, we were doxxed. And so what did that mean? It meant that I started receiving thousands of emails. Okay. It, It meant that I was receiving phone calls. It meant that I was receiving text messages and um, uh, letters. I, I had a huge box of letters that were coming from all over the United States. Now, for the most part, they weren't threatening. They were actually um, very nice, respectful. Uh, they weren't trying to threaten us in any way. So we, I didn't fear for my life at that point, but there was a lot of um, shaming and gaslighting and, well, surely you're not you know, stupid enough to vote for Trump, that sort of thing. And I actually saved some of the recordings because I found them quite interesting. And so I'm going to play a few of them for you now to listen to. Hi, Johnson. Uh, I am a resident of Salt Lake, uh, but I know that you are uh, an electoral college elector. Um, and I am just calling because I am contacting all the electoral college electors um, to ask them to please consider um, either abstaining from the electoral college vote in December or to vote for a different Republican um, because I am extremely disappointed and frightened that Donald Trump has won um, presidency and I am willing to do whatever I can contacting electoral college electors. Okay, so she's one of those that received a list of who the electoral colleges are. Because I'm telling you right now, if I were to, if this was a live show and I could ask you who were our electoral co- electors for this last cycle, 
I bet, I'm sorry, but I'm betting nobody knows. <laughs> okay. And I know because I actually ran to be a presidential elector uh, again, for this 2020 election cycle, but I wasn't able to get in. In fact, more of the people, um, it, it's interesting because the Constitution is pretty clear about who should be an elector. And um, it's interesting. In, in Article 2, Section 1, in the second clause, it says, each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct. So the legislature the state legislature is in charge of all of the election process. They're in charge of the electors and, and how those electors are chosen and, and the process that that's going to take place. So it all happens at the state legislators. And there's a reason for that. It was very brilliant of our founders. But um, it says here that, uh, that no senator or representative or person holding an office of trust or profit under the United States shall be appointed an elector. Well, guess who one of our electors was this last time? We had Attorney General Sean Reyes. Well, that violates the Constitution right there. You cannot be an elected official and be an elector because they want people that are not connected to the government, to any sort of connection to what happens in our government. And right there, now, he ended up not actually casting his vote because he um, ended up having to quarantine because he got COVID exposure. But uh, the next person in line was Mia Love. So all of the six electors that um, were chosen and voted on uh, by, by the uh, Utah State um, Republican Party fit the description that was just given in the Constitution. They don't hold other elected offices. And now um, the year that I became an elector, which was 2016, we actually had one of the electors was an elected official. Uh, Richard Snowgrove was serving on the Salt Lake Council. And so um, if we don't understand what the, uh, the Constitution says about certain things, then we don't know enough to call things out. And so um, those people should not be able to run for those type of offices. Okay, but needless to say, it did take place. Um, the other things that, uh, I, okay, I do want to go against, um, I do want to show, uh, highlight a couple of other uh, messages that I got. Uh, yes, um, I'm calling as a concerned citizen um, of Utah, wondering if Chris Campbell would consider flipping his electoral vote um, coming up and talking to the fellow electors about that, as you know. Um, majority of the population in Utah does not support this president-elect and does not align morally with his values, and this would be a bold move for Utah to take. Um, now, I think that's a very interesting message because it said that the majority of people don't support the candidate. Well, he won by a majority. <laughs> you know, you, you actually get votes, and he did win in, in Utah. In 2016, he had the majority of the vote. And that's why the Republican electors were being selected. If the Democrat, if Hillary Clinton had won in 2016, then it would have been Democrat electors that would convene at the Capitol and cast their votes. And so right there, that's inaccurate information. And then she went on to say that he, his morals didn't represent our state. <laughs> and it's interesting because he is known as the most pro-life president that we've ever had. 
And in Utah, we have a dominant religion as well as other religions. We have many, many different religions, but Christians don't believe in killing babies. That is a, a very basic tenet that with the Catholic Church, uh, there's so many, um, the Catholic Church and, and evangelical churches that are so uh, in the fight to stop abortion. And uh, it's very, it's very um, interesting to think that she's accusing this person, Donald Trump, of being immoral when he's doing probably the most moral thing that any human can do, and that's to protect the life of the unborn while they're in the womb. Okay, another, another uh, caller had this message. Been a wonderful, wonderful positive attitude. My name is Emily Rand. My number is two. Oh, I don't want to give the her a message. The electoral college was set up to protect America. I believe that's why the founding fathers did it. And in this case, the majority of Americans voted for Hillary Clinton. Please see today's Washington Post article, and I feel. So her comment is the majority of the people voted for Hillary. So her whole thing is based on the popular vote. And we're going to explain here in another section that the Electoral College was to protect us from a direct election for president. So um, it's interesting that she does bring that up because the Electoral College is an important safety measure for us because if we didn't have it, we would never, you'd have about seven counties in the whole United States that would always determine who was our president because they're the most populated counties in America. And they would totally be voting who would be our, our, our presidential candidate. And so, again, we're going to explore in the next um, segment exactly what the founders were thinking about with the Electoral College. But um, uh, these, these phone calls from these independent people, I guess they're independent, but they got emails from their groups that they belong to, were there to help and try to help the Utah delegates turn their electoral college vote back in 2016. And when we get back, we're going to talk about how that's not even possible. But stay with us here on the Liberty Mom Show. Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. 
Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. The number one gift in this stressful year, relaxation from Homedics. Soothing stress for over 35 years, Homedics is the top home massage products brand with gifts for every aching muscle on your list with free shipping on orders over $50. Holiday supplies won't last, so avoid the rush while you can at H-O-M-E-D-I-C-S dot com. Get the perfectly relaxing, perfectly affordable gift now at Homedics.com and major retailers everywhere. We all have health goals, but let's face it, you are living in some fantasy world if you think you are suddenly about to start eating better. In fact, have you thought of this? How many different servings of fruit have you eaten today? How many servings of vegetables? And sorry, Dad, French fries and ketchup don't count. The experts recommend eating over 10 servings of fruits and vegetables each day. That's where Balance of Nature comes in. With three fruit and three veggie capsules, Balance of Nature gives you all your daily recommended servings and contains 31 different fruits and vegetables. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off any new preferred order of fruits and veggies. Change your life now by calling 800-2468-751. That's 800-2468-751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball here, and I'm sharing my experience about being a presidential elector back in 2016. And I've been playing some recordings of individuals who were not happy with Donald Trump being the the uh, the one that won the presidential electors. Um, so he had more than 270. He had like 300 and I want to say 305 electors uh, back in 2016 and uh, without any fraud. Okay. He didn't have any shifting on dominion machines or anything going his way. <laughs> and he was still able to pull that out. The good news is After being inundated, I mean, seriously, every day it was emails and phone calls and letters, you know, and they weren't Christmas cards, by the way. They were letters written out telling me that I could be the hero or um, I was going to, um, I was responsible for the world ending if I voted for Trump. I mean, you name it, it was very dramatic. And um, towards the end, as it got closer, um, word got out that they were doxing the the uh, presidential electors. And so I started getting phone calls from Trump supporters. So that was kind of fun to, to have that tide turn a little bit. And here's a couple of the different calls that I got. And I'm listening to these commercials from the celebrities, which are absolutely insulting to the regular American people. I want Trump. He won. And so I want to let you know that I, as a citizen of Utah, want you to cast your vote for Trump. And here's another one. And Katharine, and I'm calling everyone that has left a number on the electoral list um, for Donald Trump, thanking you for sticking with the American people 
and voting um, for Donald Trump as an elector because it is, you know, it's very hard for you guys, I'm sure, with all the um that you're receiving not to. And it's very brave to stand up and do the duty for Okay, so I had a couple of those phone calls come in at the very last, and you know, that was so uplifting for me because I had gone through weeks and weeks of just the opposite. And uh, so finally, I was getting contacts from other individuals that were saying, yes, we support you. We want Donald Trump to be the president. He won the election. He had the electoral college votes. So what happens? Like, can you be rogue in Utah? Can someone just decide, uh, especially in 2016, when you had uh, the national convention in Cleveland is where we really honed in and got our nominee at that point. But Donald Trump was not the winner of the primary in Utah. It was Senator Cruz. And so there were some people that were contacting me and asking me to vote for Senator Cruz or some even wanted like John Kasich. And it's like, ugh. I mean, Kasich didn't even make it through the whole process. Like, why would you vote for someone that wasn't even electable through the nomination process? But, but besides that, can a, can a elector now go rogue? Can he just decide or she, I'm not voting for who the winner is? No, they can't. Under law in Utah, if I were to show up, if back in 2016, if I were to have shown up that morning to, to cast my ballot and decided to vote for uh, anyone else that was listed, they would have removed me. I would have been removed and they would have found a replacement to fill in because the way the law works in Utah now is the, the, uh, the popular vote of the state determines which party is going to assign the electors. And if you ever want to be a presidential elector, you just have to watch for the, uh, the state convention during the, elect uh, during the four year uh, when they're electing presidents, that state convention, then you can submit your name with the state party and declare that you want to be a candidate for presidential elector. There's only six that are chosen that match the representation that we have um, in the Senate and in the House. And uh, because of that, we as Utah being a small state have, um, as much say as big states, okay? We have a lot of, um, that. that is just a miraculous. We, we don't have time to get into that today, but um, I have a book that I really have learned a lot about the Electoral College. It's written by Gary and Carolyn Alder, and it's called The Evolution and Destruction of the Original Electoral College. And it's, it's an amazing process. We'll get into that on a different show when we can really dissect and get into it. But it's a brilliant, brilliant method. And believe me, the founders, they may not have seen that we could have had Dominion voting machines, but they knew that men were corrupt and that power corrupted men and women. And so they already knew that about human nature. And they were huge historians that studied the histories, the ancient histories and the ancient cultures, and the ancient empires. And so they're very well aware of the corruption that happens with power. And so that's why the, the office of president isn't, uh, wasn't set up originally as a direct election. The only office in our three branches of government that did that was the, the pre- people running for the congressional seat. That was to be by direct vote of the people. 
Everything else, the Senate, the judiciary, and the president was a mixture of indirect voting that gets that person to the um, office. And that's to safeguard against any sort of shenanigans, which we saw. I love the word shenanigans because it really applies to what we saw in 2020. Now, um, we have seven states that went ahead and sent two sets of electors to Washington, D.C. Normally, there's only one set that is sent, but it's not always the case. Back in 1960, Hawaii sent two sets of elector votes to D.C., and Vice President Nixon himself read the flip of the new electors because the state had originally voted Republican, but then they sent this other list of electors and they were the state was able to get those flipped. And so on um, January 6th, which is when they read the electors, um, Res- uh, Vice President Nixon read off that Hawaii had delegate elector votes that went to the Democrat Party. And he was the, re- he was the candidate, okay? And so that can happen. Those things can flip between now and... Um, that January 6th date. We're not talking about one day. I mean, we're not talking about one state. We're talking about seven states that all sent Democrat and Republican elector votes to D.C. And so we have a job to do. For those of us who have been listening to alternative news and are aware, very aware, we've had people testifying in public at different state capitals, at different locations across the country where this fraud was taking place, they have testified and shared the amount of fraud that we saw or they saw in this election cycle. And so now we have a to-do list. And just because it's Christmas, there's no excuse. This is when we have to really step up to the plate um, and do our best to, to, um, uh, to make sure that Fraud does not declare the winner of our election for 2020. We want to make sure that the actual candidate who had the most votes, not only with the Electoral College, but with the popular vote, ends up becoming our president. And so we need to make sure that you contact your four representatives in the Congress. And that means the four that are going into this new Congress, that's Blake Moore, CD1, Chris Stewart, CD2, John Curtis, CD3, and Burgess Owens. They will be the ones that will be in that congressional body on January 6th. And you need to contact them through Facebook, Twitter, phone, email, however, and both of our senators. They need to know that we want them to um, stand up with Mo Brooks and the other, I believe Rand Paul is one, and to protest and um, reject the the electors that are coming from these illegal, fraudulent um, ballots that were cast in these seven states, okay? And have a discussion on the floor about those. And then locally here, you will want to contact our Lieutenant Governor's Office, our State Auditor, and our um, AG's Office, Sean Reyes, and contact them and say that we need a We need our audit done on our election system here in Utah. That's not been done. I know as a former county chair that there had been switches made when people voted straight party on the Dominion machine. And so we need to have our own audit here. 
And so um, there's lots for us to do before that January 6th date. And so we have to, uh, we, we've got, we're right in between holidays and we need to make sure that we are doing our best to make sure we have the right candidate that won with fair votes. Thank you for joining me today on the Liberty Mom Show and we look forward to having an exceptional 2021.